stop running yourself into the ground. Stop overthinking things. Put it all on pause and go spend time with loved ones. Go spend time with family. Do things outside of that hustle that bring you joy, bring you peace. Because I find that when I'm stuck, at least it's a lack of inspiration. And when I'm not inspired, it's usually because I haven't been doing those things. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been spending time with loved ones. I've been so focused on achieving this, getting this outcome that I lose the joy in the process, which Mm -hmm. makes me uninspired, which usually causes me to be stuck. (laughs) And, um, and so that's what I would say is like, Hey, pause, relax, go on a hike, go, Mm -hmm. go have brunch with your friends, (laughs) go to the beach and sit and just like, you know, soak with the Lord, you know, just do, do things that are going to fill that human bucket outside of the hustle. A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. Today, I am interviewing someone who just has the most beautiful soul. She's an incredibly talented singer and songwriter, an amazing friend, and soon to be an amazing wife. She's going to share her story today about how she dropped out of college at 19 years old to move to LA and pursue her dreams. It's a story you don't want to miss. Let's check in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good. I am so excited to be on with you and doing this. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, Very few things get me out of bed before the sun, but this was a special occasion if you feel me. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I feel like I have been so tired lately with traveling. You know you're exhausted when you sleep past your alarm. Oh. And that was me yesterday. Oh. Woke up three minutes before I needed to be at a job that was 30 minutes away. Sheer um, panic. And that I haven't slept in like that or missed something probably since college. Oh, my. I mean, you're exhausted. I cannot keep up with you. I can't keep up with myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's exhausting. But apparently I needed to sleep. So my body was telling me, just keep sleeping. You know, your body will tell you that's the thing about our bodies is they will let us know when we're pushing them too far. Totally. Because normally, even if I forget to set my alarm, my body naturally will wake up when I'm supposed to get up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, I've got it's gotten so bad before for me where I like sleep, turn off my alarm. It doesn't matter how many alarms I set, but I have this like just. I will reach over and I know exactly what to touch. I don't even wake up. Mm -hmm. I don't even like notice I'm doing it. 
Yep. And then the panic. <laughs> you know what we need? And I thought about this last night when I was going to bed. I'm like, I think I need an alarm clock that I can't touch. That's like on the other side of the room. So I have to get up to shut it off. And then I'm up. I think I think there's like articles and like gurus out there who say to do that, who say to put your phone on the other side. But have I ever done it? No. What if it's an emergency and I need my phone? You know? Right. We're we're not getting to the emergency. We're doomed. <laughs> we're we are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get right into it. I love to ask this question. It's the first question I ask every guest. What is a dream that you have right now? Something that someone couldn't find out by looking at your Instagram. Oh, so uh, my dream right now that you can't find out from looking at my Instagram, like a totally separate from like, Mm -hmm. what's the obvious? My dream is honestly working towards total um, Mm self-confidence, I think is a big dream right now for me. Um, That would probably be the opposite of what you would think on my Instagram, which is funny, but um, it's something that I've just noticed in myself and been self-aware of that's like probably needs some, some love and probably needs some work. I love that. And honestly, like this podcast, I want people to know and hear that like a dream can be anything like not people think of a dream and they think of, oh, their dream job or, you know, oh, yeah, a dream can be to build your confidence, to get rid of anxiety, to get over insecurities. And those are really topics that I'm so passionate about because I feel like they're so underrated when it comes to like a passion or a dream that someone has. Absolutely. And self-confidence is not easy to come by. And I feel like at least for me, like God has to be like the number one part of that dream. <laughs> Otherwise Absolutely. it is near impossible. Um, it is. And and I've spent my, I mean, my entire life, my entire, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but what I'm passionate about and what I'm so just what gets me excited in life are those big dreams, right? Are the the careers, the mm-hmm. the the those kind of typical dreams. And so that's kind of my entire being. That's kind of what I'm all about. But if we take that away and you were to say, like you did, what's something that people you wouldn't see, it's mm-hmm. that. It's that part of it that for me, you know, complements and goes hand in hand with the dreams, the the more typical, you know, the job, the career, the this, the that. Um and I feel like you can't have one without the other. And I've just noticed for myself, tried to step back and have that awareness like, hey, you know, this 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 needs some, you know, attention in some areas. Totally. And just for people listening who might be struggling with a similar thing, like what are you doing that's helping maybe build your confidence? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to the Lord. <laughs> I'm yes, going, I mean, go. that is so. <laughs> so for me, what I mean, I, I'm very confident and assured in who I am in in Christ. I mean, I have an amazing family. I have an amazing support system. It really is um, confidence that I'm rebuilding based on things I've experienced in my journey pursuing my dreams. So instead of just going, no, I'm fine. I'm going to just pretend that everything's good. Keep showing the highlight reel. Um, keep navigating as if I've I haven't been hurt or th- or these parts of me haven't been damaged. It's really taking time to address them um, because they creep up when you least expect it, right? They creep up on the journey in moments um, that kind of take you by surprise and you go, oh, okay, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> dealing with this. Oh, that comment really affected me. Oh, okay. I didn't get this opportunity or I got to know 
okay, but I, how can I still be sure in what I believe God has for me, what I believe I'm called to? Um, and who he's created me to be. So practically, it's a lot of prayer. Um, It's also the support system. It's just having those couple of people who I can be like, hey, I'm feeling this. I want to, sometimes it's not even about getting encouragement. It's just being able to talk what you're feeling, what you're, what you're thinking. And I think that sometimes is so healing within itself in a safe place, right? In the, in a safe environment with safe people. 100% who you and this has been talked about I think on every episode because it's so true like who you surround yourself with has such a huge impact on every part of your life especially when you're trying to pursue something that a lot of people are pursuing and I feel like comparison in your industry can be such a huge confidence killer and that is you just said it that is exactly (laughs) what I'm and so it's even like muting things on Instagram. It's, 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 you know, setting those boundaries that, uh, it's that you can get sucked into those habits of scrolling, of comparing. And what's funny is I think we all do that. So we're all putting out this highlight wheel, wheel, what highlight reel. Yeah. We, we, we love the highlight wheel. (laughs) (laughs) We actually do though. (laughs) (laughs) The highlight reel, all trying to convince each other that we're all like doing good and thriving. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we are, it's not that those things aren't true, but I do think that's a common thing that we deal with is that comparison. 100%. I mean, I drafted like an Instagram caption a couple of days ago and just waiting for God to like tell me when to, you know, fire it out there. But basically he talked about that exact thing. Like Instagram is a highlight reel and I have been feeling very uninspired to post lately because I just feel like everything is so fake and I'm looking on Instagram and I'm like, I want my, this personal account to be a page where people can come for encouragement And if I'm going to be that place of encouragement, you have to be realistic. Like, yeah, talk about the bad days, not just the good days, especially when like young girls are following you and they're thinking your life is perfect and so happy. It's like, no, I have bad days, too. I have actually been struggling with confidence as well. A lot of insecurities. And that's not to say it's always bad, obviously, but there are struggles that everyone goes through and no one talks about it. So it makes people feel very alone. And I have also had to mute people who I feel like I can't unfollow because maybe we're friends or something, but people that I'm just like, this isn't good for my soul. Or if I am feeling like I'm comparing myself to this person at all, whether it's a friend or not, I need to either unfollow or mute. Right. And also like, it can be very like, recently I went and archived photos on my Instagram that I feel like I posted for affirmation. Ooh, and it was a very humbling moment. Wow. Wow. That is self-awareness at its finest to be able to look back and wow. Yeah. To be like, I really like this photo, but my heart posture behind it was maybe I think I look good and I want affirmation. Heart posture is one of my favorite phrases. I think heart posture and your intent, that is everything. 100%. And it really can make the difference. It can look like you're doing it for one reason, but your heart posture behind it can be totally different. And then it's not pleasing to the Lord. And then it's not from a place of, of, you know, service or 100%. It's a heart. Like I just caught myself in a moment where I'm like, Ooh, I need a heart check because I feel a little convicted by by some things, but 
Anyway, thank you for sharing that vulnerable dream because I think it uh, will encourage others um, to maybe start pursuing whatever that might look like for them and rebuilding their confidence. Yeah. And like you said, it's not... um it's not always bad. It's not, you know, it's not this overwhelming, all consuming thing. It's just something I've, I've realized that needs, that needs that work. And so the dream is to be so secure and confident in who you are, what you're called to, and knowing that, you know, no matter what that's, that path is, is playing out. I'm right there with you, girl. So, okay. I didn't know this about you until I asked you to be on the podcast and you had mentioned it in a text, but you dropped out of college at 19 mm-hmm. to move to LA and pursue your dreams. Kind of elaborate on that. Like where did you move from? <laughs> what is that? What was that experience like? The biggest just life turn ever. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've had the same, if we're talking about the tip, the kind of more standard typical dream, when people think of it, I've had that same dream since I was literally birthed. I mean, I came out of the womb wanting to sing, wanting to dance, wanting to act, wanting to entertain, loving and thriving off of that. And so I always had that dream of like being in New York or LA. And I remember, I swear in high school, I, I, to this day, Miley Cyrus, like I was supposed to be Hannah Montana. I swear (laughs) that like I, 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 Knew, just knew gutturally up and down that like I was meant to be. I mean, obviously I wasn't, but like that's what I felt in high school. <laughs> um, so when I graduated, I really thought that I would be in LA before I even graduated high school. And that was not God's plan. And um, auditioned for a bunch of different uh, musical theater programs, ended up at Baylor University. I was a freshman musical theater major. It was awesome. Um, but I there was something not settled in my spirit. I just, I was, I looked, I remember looking around at everyone else and everyone else seemed like they felt so where they were supposed to be and so excited. And I just remember have, I had this constant uneasiness. And so I I prayed into it. I asked for confirmation because I'm an overthinker. So I'll be like, was that God or was that me? Or God, was that you or me? I don't know. Story of Um, my life. I know. And so (laughs) I asked for a lot of confirmation and through a series of events and opportunities that came up, I ended up leaving after my freshman year and yeah, moving to LA at 19 to pursue the music industry, to pursue music and singing and songwriting. I give you major props for that because I actually, when I used to want to pursue music, like that was my dream from like 13 until probably 22, like right before I picked up a camera. And when I was a freshman in college, at the end of my freshman year, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I do not want to be here. I feel like I belong in LA. I'm supposed to be a singer. I'm not supposed to be here. And I was too afraid to do it. And I had too many people telling me that I'm a fool for dropping out of college Mm. to move somewhere with no money, no really real direction of what I'm doing. And so I didn't do it. And I don't want to say I regret it because I do feel like that was part of God's plan. And I was absolutely not at a place in my life. I feel like God really protected me in that moment because I wasn't, like I said, at a place in my life to be in LA. I feel like I didn't have my faith. I didn't have God. I would have been totally involved in the wrong crowd. And I do feel like that was God's protection, but I just commend you so much for taking that risk. And did you have, were there people trying, you know, to convince you not to do it? Did you get backlash from doing it? Like, what was the downside to that? So 
I am very hard headed. <laughs> Love it. And and when I believe in something, especially when it comes to what I feel God's called me to, I'm kind of like like a dog with a bone. You can't really tell me otherwise. So it, it, there, as far as backlash, there wasn't any. I had people who didn't understand. I had people close to me who thought I was crazy. But I, I mean, I really have been so blessed to have at least immediate family and the people closest to me um, encourage that dreamer, encourage those uh, those big moves. So I would say the person, my mom was was very concerned. My dad was like, okay, if that's what you feel called to, she's like, what, you're not going to be in a sorority and finish college, you know, because that was, Aww. that's what she, you know, she imagined is kind of, you know, the typical next steps. And I love taking big risks in life. I just feel like my, one of my biggest fears is coming to the end of my life and looking back and saying, what if, and, and that terrifies me, that terrifies me more than failing, more than backlash, more than anything is just feeling called to something, having a piece about it. Right. Cause that's everything, right. You mm-hmm. didn't have a piece. There was something like you said, God's protection, um, stopping you from when you were thinking about that, but following peace and then not taking that big leap is terrifying to me. I'm like life. I think life should be extraordinary. I'm not trying to live some basic, normal, Mm -hmm. you know, typical. I want to live the life that I feel God's called me to and take those big jumps. So, um, thankfully there was, at least I didn't hear any major backlash. Um, but I think if there even was, I'd probably be like, (laughs) okay. Especially at that point I had, I hadn't gone through, you know, the damage and the hurt and ups and downs of the industry. So I was like, (laughs) can't tell me nothing. Yeah. I feel like when you're that age, it's like, I don't care what you say, I'm doing me, you know? Exactly. Yep. So what was it like being 19 in LA? Like I can't, I literally cannot fathom it. So, I mean, (laughs) the obvious fun, exciting, everything was new. I mean, I, I really did have such a strong foundation of who I was. And I mean, I love telling this story because I think it just kind of shows the bold hardheadedness of like what I believe. I remember so when right after I got to LA, my dad drove me in, we're in a hotel, like I don't even have an apartment yet. And uh, the situation that I was involved with right at the beginning was actually with Akon. <laughs> Do you remember like smack that like yes. Akon? Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I Too remember, good. it's so good. I remember um, just being so young and being so like, what is this place? And everything happened so quickly. I mean, a week within literally driving up, I'm in Paramount Studios having 12-hour lock-in sessions, four or five days at a time, writers, producers, this, that. So in my mind, in my night, I'm like, why do people say LA is hard? This is easy. <laughs> what? I'm already, I'm already doing it. And it was, that, that was obviously, you know, not the case. But I remember being in a session. I remember the writers um, writing, we were all writing together and they wanted me to curse. They wanted me to have curse words in my song. Um, that's just something I don't feel called to do. Um, it's, it's important to me to, it's just not, it's just something that I've been told by God. That's not a part of my story and my journey. And I, at 19, look these like industry professionals and I'm like, I'm not saying that. They're like, oh, well you can just, you know, kind of like throw it away. Like, and we'll like re like, you know, reverse it and scratch it on the record. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm like straight up looked at, I was like, I'm not going to sing it. So you have to 
I don't know what you like. I can. I don't, so I, I can mean, that was like, <laughs> and I wish I was a fly on the wall in that moment. <laughs> they were so like, oh, it's just a word. It's just a word. I'm like, but not to me, right? And so I think that story within itself is kind of just an example of. I, I had things that I just was very firm on that I wasn't going to do. So there were lots of fun situations and, and, and being that young and experiencing everything new and being involved in the, the industry. I mean, sure, you're being walked into clubs or events or this and that, but it wasn't some crazy, you know, wild experience because I had those boundaries. It wasn't ever something that I was even interested in doing. Yeah, it sounds like at 19, to know who you are and to have that strong foundation is so important. And I I feel for girls who are 19 and don't have that faith and don't have that foundation and move to LA to do something similar and get put in situations where they're, they're okay with crossing boundaries because they're afraid if they don't do it, they won't make it. Absolutely. And that is such a heartbreaking lie that so many people believe in, in the industry and in LA. What would you say to girls who don't have the faith and are entering into an industry where it is very easy to be taken advantage of? If they don't have the faith, I would probably encourage them to have the faith. I would probably say something like, I know that it seems like you have to do this in order to get what you want, because that's really, I think the heart behind those decisions isn't usually like, oh yeah, I want to do this thing. It's like, I have to, in order to achieve what I've sacrificed for, what I what I came out here for, what I'm doing, what I want to do. But the feeling on the other side of that is not worth it. And what's meant for you is going to be for you. And you don't have to compromise who you are. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And you don't have to follow what someone else is saying or telling you and those rules that they've set out because what's meant for you is going to be for you. If that's what you are called to know, that you're going to do that. You don't have to do uh, X, Y, Z in order to make that happen. And then just also speaking on the, 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 the heaviness after you do something that's outside of your character, that's not what you wanted to do. The feeling that you leave with that you, that you have those, that kind of baggage you have to carry around is not, it's not worth it at all. 100%. I feel like you just dropped so many bombs that I'm sitting here like trying to like <laughs> comprehend everything you just said. And it was so good. It's, it's never okay to compromise who you are to appease someone else. Right. No matter the situation. No matter the situation. And I think even if it's someone who doesn't have the faith, doesn't, you know, doesn't believe in God, it, we still, I believe are all designed because we're designed by God, even if we don't believe in him, that's who we're designed by, is we have a gut feeling guiding us. I really, and, and and we believe, obviously that's the Holy Spirit. I know that's the Holy Spirit, but I think even if we can tune into that, faith or not, you, you, you know, you know mm-hmm. when you're being asked to do something that's, that you're not supposed to, or that, or that doesn't align or isn't, isn't, you know, what you should be doing. Our intuition is always correct. Yep. And even before I was a believer or, or was knew God or had a relationship with God, I can look back at certain situations and be like, I know that was the Holy Spirit. And at mm-hmm. that time I didn't, but now yeah. I know. Right now you have a name for it, but you exactly. always felt it. Yep. Do you think that you maybe missed opportunities because you weren't willing to do whatever it takes essentially? Absolutely not. I 
maybe this is again, part of the hard headedness of just who I am. But I, when I say, I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that what's meant for you is meant for you. I believe it wholeheartedly. And I don't think that I missed, I don't, I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I don't think I've missed anything because I wasn't willing to whatever, or I didn't go to this thing or do this thing or like, I, no, I, I, I really just, I, I trust God. I trust what he, what, what he has. And I don't think that in order to accomplish what he's called me to means that I would have to compromise or do something that's not of him. (laughs) 100%. And I can't remember, but you and Zach were dating then. Correct. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were like, we were a year, not even into dating when I was like, so I'm going to move to LA. (laughs) Bye. So you not only dropped out of college, moved Mm -hmm. to LA at 19, all while now being in a long distance relationship. Yeah. At 19 years old, like a long distance relation. It was, yeah. So mm -hmm, you're correct. (laughs) So how did that, like, do you think that having that, uh, that healthy relationship, that support system helped in your journey and were there really hard times in that as well? Like being in LA, pursuing your dreams, but also knowing that Zach is also your dream. Right. No, it was so hard and so rewarding all at the same time. Um, We met right after we both graduated high school. So at 18 instant, I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, he's cute. It was like an instant like eye contact. Like, who is that? Like it was, it was, it was God spoke. It was the craziest feeling and experience. Um, And then obviously we're both at tech. He was at Texas Tech playing baseball. I was at Baylor. So it was a long distance, but it was a drive. Um, And then after that year, I I, like, you know, dropped out and moved to LA. So it was so challenging. Obviously we're young. There's, you know, jealousy, insecurities. There's, you know, those young love, you know, moments, but overall it was very healthy. And obviously we've grown to just this incredible, wildly healthy, amazing place. But that was that was hard because for a long time I didn't understand why I had met him so young. I was like, God, I don't, I don't understand why. Like this is hard. I'm in LA. I'm doing this, and 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 it and it did take a lot of trust because I'm in sessions with guys he doesn't know till late, right? And getting home. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's LA. How could you not be like scared yeah. of your person being in LA? You're like I'm not there. And then he's on the baseball team, you know in college that obviously comes with totally things. <laughs> and so, um, I remember being so confused and just asking God, like why? And then there were so many moments in the journey where I was like, felt like things crumbled or, you know, there's a lot of rebuilding, um, so many different situations. And in those moments where it felt like that was so lost and I didn't know where to go, I was so grateful that he was a constant. And so I understand for me personally, why God intended us to meet when we did, because I needed him through that entire experience. I did because it was, it's been (laughs) very up and down. And so that's, I understand now why. Yeah. You needed that constant and that that healthy relationship, that reminder. And also, yeah, that almost like having someone to check in, like you are in late sessions with people, not only he doesn't know, but you don't know. So almost like, right. Maybe it's just me. I used to be really naive. And so Mm -hmm. almost someone to remind you, like, don't be naive. Right. You know? Right. And it also, honestly, being so in love and being so sure about this person, I think it was God's protection for me 
to also stay away from dating culture in LA for me personally and not get caught up in some of the scenes that, you know, are going on. I, I, I was always very, I had those like boundaries and walls up because I was like, we can have fun. We can go out like, you know, and enjoy events and stuff. But I never, I always had that wall up that boundary. Cause I was like, no, 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 I'm with my person. I'm cool. But like, we can all have fun. You know what I mean? So that I think was huge. I'm so grateful uh, because I think, I think I could have gotten a little swept up. <laughs> I mean, the dating culture in LA can be an hour long episode of its Needs own. It's a lot of, lots of prayer, lots of just, oh man. The fact that I found God literally two months after I moved to LA, I think was 1000% a part of his plan. Like, I know you need me now that you're yep. in LA, like you will not survive without me here in the dating scene. Mm-hmm. Cause that was one of my biggest kind of parts of my story and the way I viewed relationships. I'd never had healthy relationship examples. I never had a good foundation. So red flags to me went right over my head. I was yeah. so used to toxic and unhealthy relationships that I didn't spot it early on in dating. Mm. And unfortunately, LA could be very dark and the dating scene is very sad and I'm just thankful that I'm out of that and I am married. But there <laughs> is hope. There is hope because look at there you. You found, you found that person that God had for you in LA. So I think that that's important to recognize is like, that's not, it's not lost on God. I think that he, he can still shine through <laughs> the darkness and the yes, muck he can. Of, of the scene and of the industry. And let's just, let's just pray that he redeems, he redeems the whole, the whole, you know, the unsaved. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we don't want to get too into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so someone asked me this on the Instagram, um, my Instagram questions, and I thought it'd be a great question to ask you, but what are maybe two to five things that they don't tell you are hard when pursuing your dreams? Ooh. First and foremost, you have to know who you are when you're pursuing your dreams. Because if you don't, everyone else is going to tell you who you are. And you're going to morph into someone that's not you. And you're going to end up in a dream doing things that aren't you. It might kind of on the outside look like your dream, but I think the intricacies of it won't be you. And so I think knowing who you are is the most important thing because there's a lot of voices that could be louder if you don't and override you. Sacrifice is huge. There's a there's a lot of sacrifice and in ways that you don't realize. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I might have to give up this or I might have to stay up later. I'm, I mean, it is like emotional sacrifice. I think it is um, physical sacrifice. I think, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's heavy sacrifice. Um, and so that is, that, that's, that's another thing. And, and loneliness um, and, and loneliness in the pursuit of your dreams and, and being okay with that and knowing that like, God's there with you and also like getting that close community and support system um, is key because there's a lot of loneliness on the journey. And it's it's hard, but I think it's so, so rewarding. And there's nothing better, in my opinion, than pursuing what you're called to and being able to lay your head on the pillow at the end of the night and feel fulfilled 
and feel like you're right. And even if you're not there yet, even if you're, you haven't accomplished what you want to or what your heart set on, there is so much fulfillment in the journey. And that's where we have to find the joys. It's not just achieving it because once we achieve it, what's the next thing, right? Exactly. It's, it's so, so through those things, the loneliness, the sacrifice, the hustle, the grind, it's enjoying and appreciating the journey because that is the dream, honestly, like being able to live day to day, wake up and chase those things that are on our heart is the dream. And, and, and hopefully God willing, we accomplish it and we get to these places, but Mm -hmm. then there's going to be the next thing. And so it's, it's, it's enjoying that and appreciating that. Um, in the stage that you're in, Zach's mom actually always says this, but she's like, appreciate the season and the mm-hmm. stage. Cause once that, once that's gone, it's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really big because I think it's easy to have a focus of the accomplishment and the, and the end result. And I think the journey is just as beautiful. 100%. I mean, sometimes even with photography, like when I'm in the grind and I'm in the moment and I'm so busy, I'm so overworked. I have to re- humble myself and take myself back to when I first started and could not believe that I, I get to do this. Like I am quitting my stable job and I'm doing this full time. And I remember when I first made my photography email address and I was like, one day this inbox is going to be so full. I cannot wait. And I would just yeah. get so excited anytime. And now? Get, anytime, and now, every time my like, email goes off, I have anxiety. You're like, I'll get back to y'all soon. Yeah. And so I have to remember that, that I am still living that dream, even though sometimes yeah. it feels like hard work and it feels maybe more, uh, what's just not as exciting as it was in the very beginning. It gets, it, yeah, it, it loses a little bit of its shine. So we can, you kind of have to fight to remember the shine of it. 100%. I mean, even some days where I'm like, oh my gosh, do I even want to be in LA anymore? Because it's just, it's such a scene that when I'm driving in Malibu through the mountains, I'm like, wow, I wanted to live here since I was 13 years old. Yeah. And now I'm here and I'm so used to it that I feel like sometimes I just take it for granted. Yep. Yep. And that's that that's true in relationships. That's true in career. That's true. And I mean, that is true across the board is we want these things. We romanticize these things. And then once we have them, they get dull to mm-hmm. us. And we, you know, I think we have to keep finding that joy in in those in those in those moments. What would you say was the hardest sacrifice for you? Time away from loved ones, I think was hard for me. I was in, you know, been in LA, had a few friends, um, but I'm really close to my family. And, and so that was hard. My sister actually is my best friend of all time and we're super close. And she ended up actually a testament to our parents, encouraging us in our dreams, ended up in New York pursuing dance. She's a professional dancer. And so LA to New York is not close. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was challenging. Yeah, that was challenging. Um, I mean, that's obviously been challenging and um, being away from Zach. Um, so I think that has been um, probably the hardest um, because I love when my love bucket's full. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the love bucket is the time with family and friends and just the life moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I thrive off of those. And you recently moved back home. So yep. go into that, like, has it been more challenging to still go after that, you know, that 
dream of making it, you know, as an artist, but now moving back home to be with family. Right. So it, I mean, it's, it's a season again, and I'm appreciating the season and stage. So, um, between wedding planning, Zach and I are getting married in January. Very excited. Who's your photographer? Uh, this is you and you, <laughs> I'm sure you've never heard of her. <laughs> it's you. Um, when we're so excited. Um, I can't wait. So between wedding planning, looking, I mean, I spent so much time in the studio in 2020. Um, this year has really been focused on release and social media and all of that. And so it felt, it just felt right for the season. And then obviously with Zach being a professional baseball player after we get married, we'll be traveling around doing the baseball thing, flying back and forth from LA. So I'm excited about just the kind of nomadic journey that's probably mm-hmm. ahead of us. It's going to be quite the adventure, but um it was hard for me to leave LA even just for a season because I, I've grown up there. I've been there for, you know, my entire adult life, mm-hmm. but there was such peace in the decision and it made so much sense. And so I'm really, I know that once this season passes, it will never happen again. I'll never be in the same, under the same roof in this mm-hmm. kind of living situation with my family. So even in those moments where I'm like, oh, my friends, LA, this, that, I know that'll be there. I know I'll get back to that. I'm really trying to appreciate and soak up the season because I don't want to wish this away. So I'm in a good place with it. I'm, it's, been, it's been really, really healthy. I love that. And I love how much you operate on peace because there could be, and I've even had this thought before, like, if I leave LA, I can't do what I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. And that's such a lie. Because if God gives you peace, you can do it from anywhere. Exactly. And and shout out to just how our world has progressed with technology and mm-hmm. all the things that we're able to do. But it is so possible. And I felt that for a long time was like, no, I can't do it. It's like, no, no, God. And God's like, well, actually, like, if I say that you're supposed to do this, mm-hmm. you can, because it doesn't matter where you are. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to provide the way. I love that mindset. So what would you tell someone stuck in their dreams, feeling like they can't move forward? Um, I would say to dial back on the hustle. Mm-hmm. I would say to stop running yourself into the ground stop overthinking things, put it all on pause and go spend time with loved ones, go spend time with family, do things outside of that hustle that bring you joy, bring you peace. Because I find that when I'm stuck, at least it's a lack of inspiration. And when I'm not inspired, it's usually because I haven't been doing those things. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been spending time with loved ones. I've been so focused on achieving this, getting this outcome that I lose the joy in the process, which Mm -hmm. makes me uninspired, which usually causes me to be stuck. (laughs) And, um, and so that's what I would say is like, Hey, pause, relax, go on a hike, go, Mm -hmm. go have brunch with your friends, (laughs) go to the beach and sit and just like, you know, soak with the Lord, you know, just do, do things that are going to fill that human bucket Mm -hmm. outside of the hustle. I feel like as dreamers, we can get so caught up in the hustle that not only do we forget why we're doing it, but we lose inspiration because we're so caught up in this grind and this, well, especially in LA, it's like, if you're not grinding, you're not doing enough. Oh yeah. And I think the grind culture is overrated. It, your face. I, I really like, I just feel like, like, can you say that? Because everyone's like grind hustle, but like, ah, uh, but like also, 
But also slow down. But also slow down. Like I am in the busiest season of my life with weddings and I feel like I have been so go, go, go that it literally took me going to Kentucky to shoot a wedding in the middle of nowhere, had a three hour drive by myself. It took that car ride in the middle of nowhere, no cell service for God to give me so much vision to where I had no choice but to be connected to God in that moment. That's the thing is we think I have to do this. I have to speed up. I have to hustle and do these things. And God's like, actually, if you slow down and give me room to show up, I can I I can make things happen in an instant. And you think that you have to hustle your little human behind off mm-hmm. doing all these things. And I feel like sometimes he just looks at us and we're just like crazy ants like right now. He's like, can, can like I got down? this. Can you yeah. relax? <laughs> like you're doing too much. <laughs> It's so true. Every time I slow down, that is when I catch the most vision and the most inspiration. Yep. It's impossible to do it otherwise. No, it is. It is. But we convince ourselves otherwise. We're good at that. (laughs) We're crazy. Dreamers can be crazy. We are. We got to love us. We got to love us. So we will kind of wrap it up with, if you could tell your younger self, maybe one or two things, what would it be? You got this. Just stay, that, that, that's what I would tell myself because I believe that whole, I think my younger self would hear that and be like, yeah, obviously I got this, you know, like, you know, but, but yeah. I think that there's so many moments looking back at, I mean, obviously the journey is still continuing on, but in the journey so far where I just so questioned myself and is this going to be worth the sacrifice? Is all of this going to, you know, work out and pan out and, and is this worth, am I good enough? You know, and it's just that like, you got this, but God's got this. I've always had this phrase that I kind of have said for forever and it's my destiny, God's will. So I try to focus back on like, it's it's what I feel called to. It's what I feel like I'm destined for, but really it's his will. And so whatever his will is, is that's what, you know, I want to be focused on. So um, there's moments through the journey where I've lost that, where I've been like, maybe I don't got this, you know, maybe, maybe God doesn't got, maybe God don't got this, but he does. <laughs> and so it's, it's just that constant reminder, remembering that. I love that. I feel like that's so good. And so like, you're right. If I had told myself that when I was 18, I'd be like, duh, I got this. Yeah, like, obviously I got this. But there are going to be moments where we need that reminder. Like, and even if I don't got it, God's got it for me. Yep, absolutely. So I didn't prep you with this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do it. What is maybe the worst advice or the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Ooh, <laughs> the worst advice I've been given is probably like a, the, the just do it attitude, like having mm. people in the industry be like, oh, it'll be fine. Just do it. Like, that's fine. Like, I know that's not something you'd want to wear or something you'd say, but just do it. And not that I ever took that advice, but I think that's really <laughs> bad advice um, because again, like we said, you'll do it and then you'll end up being like, wait, why? what? This doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then the best advice is to keep the people you trust that you love close because I know it's said a lot, but it's, it's, I think it can't be overstated how important that is. So I totally agree with that. And I actually was just talking about that on my Instagram today, how important it is to keep people, your friends, your family that love you close because they're the ones who are going to see, for example, red flags when you can't see them. They're the ones who will keep you in check because they're the ones who actually have your best interests at heart. And it's easy to 
want to be surrounded by the yes people, the yes man, right? Like, and I think that's easy to find when you have a talent, when you have something to offer and you're in the industry, in any industry, in any dream, in any pursuit, I think it's easy to enjoy being surrounded by the people who are like, yeah, do it. Oh, that's a great idea. That's great. Oh, I love that outfit. Oh, I love that choice. Oh yeah, go do this. And having, even if it's just one or two people who can be like, but is that you? Is that like mm-hmm. what, what you're supposed to do? Or is that what God's called you to do is, um, is, is key <laughs> to, 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 to not just, and, 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 and key to not just like doing things God's way, but key to really, I think fulfillment and happiness and peace. And I think sacrificing and making any kind of compromises anything that's going to steal that peace and leave Mm -hmm. you with that unsettling feeling isn't worth it because a lack of peace is literally torture. I mean, it's like you said, it's after when you make a decision, not in peace, you're going to feel that later. Yep. And it's not going to feel good. You're going to feel it constantly too. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for all of your beautiful words of wisdom and your encouragement. And I'm just so inspired by you constantly. And I just value you so much as a person and as a friend. And I'm so happy you got to be on the podcast. That is so mutual. All those feelings are mutual. This is such an honor and truly hits topics and things that I'm so passionate about. And I just think are so important. So I'm honored and I just want to you know, encourage and um, affirm you in the dream that God's placed on your heart for this podcast. I think it is already such a blessing and it's just so impactful. And I'm just excited to see where it grows to, because I think that checking in with our dreams and um, being able to share these vulnerable moments and journeys Mm -hmm. and, and being able to hear from other people is so important and encouraging. So you are definitely exactly where you're supposed to be. And I'm honored to be a part of it and to witness it. So thank you so much. If we can do it, anyone can do it. That's the thing. That's the thing is I look at people, people like, this is hard. Why do you think you can do this? And I'm like, so-and-so did it. Why can't, why not me? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the whole hope of the podcast is to share stories that make people feel like if they can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. And we need that because it's easy in our comparison culture mm-hmm. to go, oh, see, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. It's like, no, no, you can. You can. We all got some, we all got some similar stories. 100%. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> so yeah. where can people find you? Yeah, check me out. I actually, it's it's funny that, well, it's not funny. It's so God that we hit on all these topics. I just uploaded a song for distribution that's coming out October 6th. I just got goosebumps. Um, that's called Be Good to Yourself. And it is literally all about my, the insecurities and the things that I've dealt with. Like, am I really good enough, you know, for all I've sacrificed? Will it all be worth it? And it's basically this, yeah, it basically covers a lot of the things that we talked about. And it's it's very vulnerable. I've like been, I've been sitting on it for a while, you know, just because it's, I mean, I've cried writing it, you know, it's just kind of one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, but that'll that'll be out on all platforms. But you can find me at Carly Nunn, C-A-R-L-E-Y-N-U-N-N, literally on every single platform. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram and TikTok and Spotify and Apple, you know, just the music all platforms. The but all the things. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. So I can't wait to hear it. I had goosebumps the whole time you were talking about it. Whenever I have goosebumps, I know it's the Holy Spirit. So I just already know it's going to impact so many people. Love you, girl. Thanks again so much. And I'm sure you will be back. I will be back. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
This has been so fun. I love you. This is just this is so awesome. <laughs>